Hey guys! Um, sorry, I got a bag of chips that's swinging around on my desk and an empty uh, sparkling water can. Um, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 19, and I have titled it Ways to Make Better Decisions, parentheses, and actually make them, close parentheses. Um, this is going to be an interesting episode because it's all about decisions, um, which I, I know you're dying to hear about and you're dying to hear more about. Um, I'm your podcast guy, AJ, and this podcast is all about giving you a glimpse into the life of an ever-aspiring creator. That would be me. Um, sometimes other stellar people, their stories, um, my tips and advice and theirs, or just really anything else I find helpful, amusing, interesting, um, and it may just be strange. Who knows? Um, I'm going a little bit back on script this week, quote-unquote, on the script. <laughs> I figured I should research a little bit more into the topic this week, um, at least, you know, in an attempt to not sound too much like a mumbling dork. <laughs> um, but yeah, I titled this episode Ways to Make Better Decisions and Actually Make Them um, before I even figured out exactly what to talk about within that. Um, and that was mostly for two reasons. The first being, uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, I'm in the middle of, you know, some important decisions myself. So everything I'm going to talk about and have talked about are coming from someone who's currently trying to amass all the advice and help he can to then apply to his own life. So slightly just a little self-serving, but hopefully you'll forgive me because um, it's mostly for, for all of us, you know, you and me. We're in this together, I like to think. Um, second, uh, sometimes... The best way to find answers and help is to kind of set yourself up for doing the research and finding the answers without actually sitting down and doing research. Um, it's This is kind of a personal thing for me. Sometimes I, have, I just have to trick myself into doing this. Um, so for me, this podcast kind of serves as a pretense to help me sort of put down and, and sometimes discover helpful things, you know, suggestions and advice for myself. Um, and at the same time, hopefully helping other people, uh, you know, putting something I have said or something I've come across or whatever, um, that I'm, you know, putting out here for you might stick with you. So anyways, let's get into my bullet points. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, my notes are sort of in, they're lettered and numbered bullet points, numbered lists, you know, this distinction there. So why do we have such trouble making decisions? I've obviously been thinking about this a lot. Um, I always think about this constantly, um, but especially over the last few weeks. And I'm really leaning into it instead of trying to kind of, you know, keep it on the DL because I still say on the DL. <laughs> um, but putting the energy into it and I keep doing it um, because it really helps me keep a wide view on the whole process. Um, you know, just to keep my beat on, on everything and not kind of just let it fall by the wayside and not make them because these are decisions that a lot of them that I'm personally trying to make myself or I'm pursuing myself. So if I kind of don't acknowledge them as much or think about it, or keep it on my brain, um, I will just kind of let it not be a thing. Um, and I really want to, and I know I really want to, so I'm 
leaning into it. Um, but it also kind of helps me keep, you know, keep me distracted from, from making those decisions by, you know, just dinking around and thinking about things so much. Um, which is why I made last week's episode about asking questions and always, you know, trying to find solutions and never actually doing things. This kind of goes hand in hand with that episode, um, which is, I think, good for a listen. So choosing wrong seems to be the main complaint people have. Um, and I, I have to agree with that because it's, you know, and I'll get to kind of the reason why, but choosing wrong seems like the end of your path to personal success, doesn't it? I mean, we don't really know how many chances we have when it comes to these big moments, these big decisions. So it feels like if you choose wrong, all the adverse consequences that could come from that, you know, or just that, it's just consequences and nothing good could possibly come from choosing the wrong thing. But choosing the wrong thing is a little bit of a matter of perspective as well. Um, because just because you think you chose wrong about something, down the road, that may change, and you may realize that it was actually leading to something good, even if you thought it was the wrong decision at the time. And it may have kind of felt like it. It may have been the wrong decision, but down the road, you may get another opportunity to sort of make a better decision, I like to say. you know. So choosing it's not necessarily about choosing wrong. It's more about choosing a better decision than another. Um, it always sounds fair to give yourself as much time as you can you can muster to make the absolute best decision and best well-informed decision you possibly can, when in reality, it eventually kind of reaches a point of minimal return, where you could be thinking about it for days on end, for weeks, months, um, you could even a year and beyond thinking about this decision and trying to figure out how to make the right one and, and you know, chasing every rabbit hole to figure out how you could possibly make this decision to make the best one. But at a certain point, you've really thought about all the main ways it could probably, you know, play out. So at some point, you're just kind of getting diminishing returns on your investment of time into this. Um, and it could be as much as like, you know, a little decision as going to the fridge to get a drink or something. And you just keep thinking, well, I don't need coffee. Well, I could probably use a little bit, you know. Yeah, no. And and this could be a, you know, two, three minute conversation in your head um, where you're asking whether or not you should go to the fridge and get some coffee or go and make, you know, and brew some. When it's just at a certain point, is it even worth it? You thought about it so much. Just make, make a decision one way or the other. I know... I'm saying this because I know this to be a fact, this to be a truth um, of uh, from my parents' perspective on me. Uh, if they happen to be listening, hey, love you. Um, but I tend to, I, growing up and even, you know, probably up until even now, when I'm thinking about something and trying to make a decision, I have a hard time just choosing. I'm like, I am the epitome of all these things I'm trying to, you know, expound on and and hopefully give some helpful advice because I live it. I've lived it. Um, I, anytime I'm in a grocery store, anytime I'm in a section store where I'm like, um, and we're shopping or we're hanging out and doing something, and I'm like, where, where, where are you? Oh, he's he's still trying to decide whether or not he wants to 
hit my chip bag. He's still deciding whether or not he wants to get that um, that bag or or, or that um, that snack or, or that or that bag of coffee or or, or whatever. Um, I'm really kind of and some of these things I'm gonna be you know putting out there for you advice and stuff are things that I've been doing to try and alleviate that and get better about that because it's not necessarily just part of my personality. It's just you know, it's one of those aspects of my personality and, you know, who I am that I just want to be a little, you know, there's always room for growth and, you know, it's something that I don't like doing all the time, you know, because like I said, at a certain point, it reaches a point of minimal return where this back and forth in your head and like, just make a decision one way or another, because the outcome, how bad could it really be? Um, 99.999% chance in this decision that it's not going to be that bad. Just make it or, you know, or don't make it or, you know, just choose one way or the other. Um, sometimes the decision is just intellectually way over our heads or basically what I mean is like, there's so many moving pieces to this decision that it will inevitably be affected by your decision either way. And all these little things will be affected by it. So it's not really about whether or not they're actually affected by it, but our perception of that reality makes it all even harder to just find clarity about it. Um, and this is kind of self-explanatory. I mean, we've all had these big decisions or, or just even just complicated ones where there's so many parts to it. And if I choose to go there and hang out with these people or something, I know I'm going to disappoint this person um, who I, you know, I, you know, it's a friend I've been friends with for three or four years. And I, you know, so I spent a lot of time with them, but this is really important time for them. They need me. Um, but this is really important for my career. If I go and do this thing and, you know, we have all these decisions, that specific example, um, is pretty obvious. Go with a person who really needs your help rather than worry about your career relationship over career. Um, but anyways, uh, that's the kind of decision-making stuff I'm talking about. Um, but it just gets complicated a lot of times, you know, the obvious and overarching reason and cause for all of this stuff is fear, fear of the unknown, fear of rejection, fear of change. And they all stem from that same root of uncertainty. So it's, you know, pretty clear why we're constantly avoiding decisions or, you know, just mulling on them for months and months and sometimes years at a time um, because all these main facets of how you can actually properly deal with them are the same ones preventing us from making any progress in them and a better way to say that would be just all these little fears and things that come from that same root of uncertainty and the unknown you know they're the very things that if we could deal with them they're the one, you know, those are the things standing in the way of making any progress in a decision. They're, I don't know, it's the core of all of this. So, and here's a little side note too about like small decisions and big decisions. Um, fear is kind of the core to all of these, but the interesting thing to me here is that it often doesn't matter if it is a big decision or a small one. Sometimes the small ones can be just as seemingly insurmountable as the large ones, the big ones. Um, 
And this is even more true when you do have something that's been weighing on you, um, you know, job change or, you know, a family decision that's coming up or a big event or thing that's, you know, you're trying to figure out what to do about or, you know, whatever it is. When those come to a standstill and you're thinking about whether or not to go to the fridge or whether to go make a brew, uh, brew some coffee or to get that uh, peanut butter Reese's out of the freaking cupboard and snack down on them can just be like, well, do I really need to do that? Do I really need the caffeine at this time of night? I, I mean, I kind of want to deal with this thing, you know, but just these little decisions. And for anybody who actually de deals with anxiety or depression or any of those things can really resonate with that. Um, because at a certain point, that this is something that happens a lot for them, you know, and, you know, and sometimes in everyday life, just out of nowhere. Um, so if you've ever been in a situation where you're feeling frustrated and, and you're stuck over a small decision and, you know, this whole situation and you're in the middle of it, people who deal with anxiety and depression and those, those types of issues are, <laughs> that happens to them all the time. Um, so, you know, we tend to understand how, you know, we can relate between each other in this, this camp because it's never easy and it's always a bit of a wake up call to realize, um, and I've done this a few times where I'm like, why am I sitting here deciding on such this, this is such a little thing, you know, what does it matter whether I go and, and, and get a cup of water? What does it matter whether I go and, and, um reheat some pizza it's even though it's like two in the middle of the afternoon and i just ate uh, some lunch like an hour ago like what does it really matter in the grand scheme uh, especially when you got other bigger decisions going on it's like sometimes just sort of laughing at yourself a little bit and realizing how you know how ridiculous it kind of could seem to somebody else making these little decisions whether you're standing in the middle of a grocery aisle looking at you know uh tray of cookies and you're like do I really need this do I really need to go get these muffins like I really want to but I know I shouldn't and they're just it's just a little thing you know like <laughs> so I live it we live it it's it's kind of one way you can in a small way you can use to deal with these little little things um I like to believe that it would be beneficial to try and put whatever decision you're making into one of these camps. Um, hopefully to just put some perspective on it. Like I'm saying, like, you know, makes, maybe it'll coax you into having a little more confidence um, into finally choosing something just because you understand on some level, even just intellectually that the decision was much smaller than it seemed, you know? So go to the fridge and get that cold brew or go slap your cup your your mug onto your machine and brew some some brown caffeinated goodness and down it decision has been made you can move on to the bigger fish to fry or take a nap and then get to it <laughs> so future decisions don't even worry about these um this is why i kind of put this after all this other stuff because you know, don't even worry about them just don't seriously the more we time we spend wearing out our own brains by grinding on these potential outcomes and future choices and all that stuff 
it just all these things won't come for years if ever you know it's the more we think about this and wear ourselves out on it you know the less we actually do in our current day-to-day lives it's you're so outwardly focused on things and being prepared for it's it's an extension of anxiety and the fear and all that um but I have had moments where I'm like, why am I worrying about five years from now? I know I it's it's a future thing and it's helping me make, make decisions now. But at a certain point, I need to pull it back and just focus on the next thing that I want to choose or that I'm working on and the next decision to make. And, you know, I've gone through the whole path and the potentials and now I'm just going to decide this and try this. You know, that's something I've been doing um, is gaining a little more perspective on reeling it back and focusing on now rather than those future decisions because there are so many options and potentials and rabbit holes you can go down i i I know personally so maybe that's where you are right now you're a bit stuck on whether or not you should rebrand your shop you know five years from now if you can get get past a certain revenue goal and have a certain amount of people on staff, you could actually pay someone and blah, 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 blah. You know, I get it. You like to prepare and plan for all these potentials now because sometimes it's helpful to distract you from actually making decisions. But really, you know, you feel like you're doing all this good for things, you know, that might happen and being, you know, on the on the positive end of it. But you know, all those decisions, if they come at all, they don't affect you or even need your attention right now. It's like dealing with a virus, you know, just because you might get sick six months from now, it doesn't mean you should be taking medicine for it today. You know, it, it doesn't correlate necessarily, unless it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, a shot, immunity shot or whatever. So what are some ways to approach tough decisions? Um, The first thing I would ask um, or that, you know, you can ask that might help um, is the decision that you're trying to make a decision you're wanting to make or choosing to make, or is it one that someone or something else is requiring you to make that decision? Um, It may make the choice easier for you if you can make that distinction between why you're even making the choice at all. You know, if you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to start uh, you know, your own little graphic design business and, you know, starting small, it's a little, and you're trying to, you know, make it happen and make it viable and, and, and do all the great things you want to do with it, that's that's a decision you're choosing to do and to make. It's, it's an extension of you. It's not someone else saying, hey, this is what you're going to do because this is the path I've taken, you know, like a lot of times parents will do this with, with their kids and they're, you know, you know, on some level, well-meaning, but you know, they're trying to say, this is the decision that you have to make now at this point, you know, this is, this happens like a a lot of outside influences, no matter where they come from, parents are um, from schools or from jobs or, you know, the, you know, the government or whatever. It's like every, every other outside source, you know, has certain things that they require of you. Um, and sometimes 
people have a tougher time dealing with those decisions or making them um, than others. But they're all outward things that are requiring you to do something or make a decision, um, you know. So all this other stuff, you know, especially for creatives and anyone who's doing things and saying, I want to do this. I'm just not sure which way to go about it. You know, I'm not sure what to decide. Um, making that decision or that distinction between them um, can be helpful. Because if you're the mastermind behind the decision, you have some control over the specifics. So especially like goal points or, you know, paths or choices, like, you know, you can give yourself a little bit of a break. You know, that first moment when you're really rushing into all these options and choices of, you know, well, do I start my business here? Do I become a sole proprietorship or, you know, do I make an LLC or do I go to a, another city, you know, in, in that state? Because um, there's there's a lot more people doing these other aspects of graphic design and marketing and everything. So I would be around them. But if I do that, then I won't be here closer to like family or if I, you know, you're in the middle of that kind of stuff. It may help to just, you know, I'm going to give myself a little bit, you know, like an extra day, a few days or, or, you know, a few weeks and just come back to this decision, you know, once a day or, you know, whatever, whatever it takes to kind of help you give you some space to sort of, te you know, write down or get into, the, you know, a good space and, you know, just think about it, write it out or do whatever it is, you know, you can give yourself that little bit of space and break if it's a decision you're making, you know. You've made decisions like this before in your life. Uh, whenever you had a major change or some other big decision, like I guarantee if you're listening to this podcast, no matter how old or young you are, at some point you've had to do this. You've had to make a choice or make a decision that was difficult or hard or had a big effect on life, you or other people or whatever. You know, this isn't the first time you've been up for every night for months, racking your self-doubt for some sense of, you know, decisiveness and, and answers or whatever, you know, either way, you know, either way you fall in this decision, if it's you or if it's from someone else, you know, you're probably still uncertain and worried about choosing wrong. Um, as kind of an extension of what I just said, you know, the best thing you could try first is to stop yourself from thinking about it, which sounds ridiculously simple and maybe cliche but literally stopping yourself from thinking about it is such a simple technique you know because all it requires you or requires of you is to just stop thinking about it for a period of time you know whether that's you know however long you know a day or two or you know a few months and coming back to it whatever it is there's a period of time where you can come back to it and it'll help you gain some perspective just internally of yourself and may make it easier for you. You know, all you need to do is make sure that when you set aside a few moments later on, you know, you can come back to it and actually really get to work and, you know, getting down to deciding something, you know, when you come back to it, another way to go about it is to maybe go with your first intuitive choice. Um, and whether or not, you know, you kind of take some time coming back to it, um, or you're just doing this right out of the gate, Sometimes your intuitive choice, that, that first impulse option, is the one that you really want. You know, people play this trick in movies all the time and shows where someone is playing out the tired cliche of getting that person to blur out that one thing they actually want. 
And there's a bit of truth in that process, though, even if it's a bit of a worn out story trope, you know. Really, that may be the one thing that helps click with your brain. Some people are much better or more able to, you know, follow those intuitive, you know, you know, you could say impulsive decisions and know that's what they should do. Um, some people have to think about it and do some of these other things to sort of reach a conclusion, you know. Another thing you can really do, so um, stop thinking about it, come back to it, or, you know, right out of the gate, go with your intuitive choice, your impulse decision, um, or you can ask someone else. You know, just bring up the decision that you're stuck on or that you're just in the middle of and lay out the details as plainly as you can without, you know, expounding on all these things that you're thinking about. Just this is what I'm thinking about. And if they know you well enough or to a certain degree, they'll probably have some helpful advice on on your blind spots in making this decision. You have blind spots about it, I guarantee it. And it's nothing that you can really help. You know, for all the thinking and time you can put into it, just asking someone else could be the one thing that they'll say something that just clicks with you. And that one little thing about how you're going about this decision, you just didn't consider that maybe that one thing you you completely disregarded at first is actually the thing you really want um, as you're describing all these different parts of the whole situation. Um, sometimes, even if they don't have a solid answer, you'll have more info just by asking them. And if for us overthinkers and anxiety-ridden type of folks, um, that may be all you need to sort of rationalize and simplify and come to an answer. Um, so you could do those few things, you know, ask someone else. But you know, what I tend to do, or what I'm sure a lot of, a lot of people prefer to do, and it kind of goes in hand with all of these things is going somewhere and putting yourself in a place or scenario where you feel you feel most comfortable uh, or most productive. Either way, it's really all about just putting yourself in the best um, space, you know, which may put you in the best mood feeling, uh, you know, possible to get into a flow state of ideas. And that'll help you. Regardless, this is really true to anybody who's an artist or anybody who who's doing their work and finds themselves hours later completely lost in what they were doing. And they sort of come to and realize that they've been working on that audio mix for eight hours straight. Not always the best idea, but, you know, a lot of times that happens. Um, and when you apply that to decision making, it's, you know, the same thing um, in a slightly different way where it's really just about getting you into a spot and a place where you can really think about things a little more honestly, a little more clearly. You don't have as much outside influences. Sometimes listening to music helps people. Sometimes complete silence and just maybe writing it out or maybe not even writing out and just sort of going from A to B and thinking about, about it. And then coming to giving yourself like, a 30 minute window uh, or, or a 10 minute, depending on your patience level and just give yourself that specific amount of time to be in that space and that place where you feel most, most comfortable or productive and 
it can really help you sort of clear things out. A lot of times what I end up doing um, when I'm not distracting myself with shows or movies or whatever um, is just that is I either let something play quietly in the background, something I've probably seen or heard a million times before. Um, it's a little, so it's a little comforting. Um, and then I can just, but I'm really just focusing on just sort of tuning it out a little bit. It's kind of like, you know, that comfort thing where you sort of is playing, but for me, it's just nice. I'm used to it. Um, but I may like lay on the floor or lay on my bed or just something just kind of where I can just sort of, you know, sprawl out and just, and focus on breathing. A lot of things that kind of go in hand in hand with meditation. A lot of people do. Um, it's those basic elements of it where you're sort of not letting a show play if you're really doing meditation. But for me, um, that helps, but it's focusing on your breathing, calm kind of space. Um, for me, that helps. I don't know if that, you know, is anything other people go the complete opposite and they're most comfortable and thoughtful and in that flow state in the exact opposite situation. Um, there are some people out there like that and you know, to each, to each your own, to their own. That's not the saying. Anyways, um, so yeah, those are different ways that I use to approach tough, de tough decisions. There's a lot of other specifics and, you know, details and things you could go into with it. Um, but it really all depends on who you are and knowing yourself and how you tend to approach decisions in general. Um, because any one of these could apply to someone um, and everything else may not. Um, every person listening or, you know, who's in these kind of situations and thinking about decisions, at some point you're going to be stuck and how you actually proceed from there. It all depends on you and knowing how you deal with those situations. dealing with fear uh, and I put a separate section for this um, because like I said all these other things correlate and tie in with fear uh, it would almost be insulting to say that fear isn't real and just move on um, which is kind of why I gave it a little separate section because sometimes fear is honestly founded in some real consequences to your potential decisions um, even if it isn't real, which it's not, sometimes just straight up ignoring the potential effects of your choice one way or the other could be just as bad as not even bothering to notice them in the first place. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, which you are, or this episode specifically, um, you already know fear isn't real. But anxiety, stress, and worry that come from it, they can have real effects on you. When I feel things piling on because of some bogus fear that I have, um, I have different ways of dealing with that. Um, a lot of what I've talked about, but specifically when it comes to decision making, you know, I tend to do what a lot of other people end up doing. You know, I end up succumbing to that delusion and spending, you know, like the next three days trying to recover from just autopiloting my way through my my day just because I'm distracting myself from not even approaching the decision because it's I'm stuck or I'm frustrated or I don't know what to do. 
Um, one of the ways I try to combat that pitfall of my own decision-making process is, and the stress and fear with it, is by coming up with just some key phrases and just reminders that aren't the general platitudes, the feel-good things, um, but are important ideas and sometimes truths that I need to be reminded of. Um, a lot of that, you know, this is kind of the core of a lot of self-help stuff, but um, what I'm talking about is just even just thinking of stuff like self-discipline or self-respect or, you know, those kind of words and things that maybe you just need to be reminded of just to remind, you know, to, to you know, keep up a good level of self-esteem that you're, you know, focusing on the aspects of yourself and your personality that you tend to kind of disregard or put down, um, you know, this can come in the form of, of a conversation with other people a lot of times, you know, with a really close friend or with a really honest friend or, you know, a group of people who are, you know, in the same field as you and having similar decisions and frustrations and you're trying to figure out what to do about something and they have similar problems and situations. Um, sometimes it's just someone who's capable of saying what needs to be said in any of these, these cases um, to help kind of maintain a healthy perspective on your decision and just on you in general um, from another person and how they see you or how they see the situation. Um, something I've just recently started, you know, recalling more and more and reminding myself of is um, the things that I believe are my strengths and capabilities, which sounds kind of, you know, I don't know, maybe it sounds dumb to say or, or, or too uh, selfish to say, but really it's, you know, I would do the same thing if I were in your position. If you're someone who's really not good about focusing on the things that you're that you're actually good at or the things that you tend to do and you're so you know constantly comparing yourself to other people, other you know life stories and just other situations and and not ever really thinking about the fact that well I have done this or I like doing this or I'm really good at this. Um you know, that's a whole other conversation, but focusing and reminding yourself on, you know, these strengths and capabilities that you have, you know, can make it much easier to take a stance on something, um, especially a difficult decision when you feel more confident about yourself and therefore hopefully more confident in the choice you ultimately arrive at. It's a lot easier to feel like, you know, I really am glad I decided to move here. Um, I, you know, there's some little bit of, you know, sacrifice with it, or there's a, you know, some, you know, of course, some effects and consequences to it. Um, but you know what? I'm really glad I did it because of these things that it's led to and these good things it's led to or these positive things or the progress that has come from it or, or whatever it might be. Um, that's a good place to be in mentally because um, you made a decision, you stuck with it. Um, and you, you made that decision and reflecting on it later on because you were focusing, you know, on a daily reminding yourself of those things about yourself and just kind of keeping that ball rolling. Um, it plays a huge role in, the, in, in all of this stuff. So for some of you, dealing with the fear behind a big decision as if it were real could actually be a good thing. Now, this is a different type of person, obviously. Um... I'm sure there are some of you guys out there, um, some people I know probably personally or friends, 
um, tend to just blazingly rush into a decision or just into decisions in general. Not by using your intuition, but just kind of making a decision. You know, just making a decision, whatever it is. It's the first thing, you just go for it. Um, sometimes, they're, you know, people think they're just being uh, instinctive and um, in, in doing so. But really, they're just not concerned about the effects of their decision. They're, they're more just go and do. Um, some people go and do, but they do it because it feels like it's the best decision at the time. Or, you know, they, maybe they think about it internally for, you know, for a little bit and just go for it. Like it's, you know, some people are just quicker at it or they're more in tune with that part of themselves. It's kind of a an up in the air thing in psychology in general. But, you know, that instinctive versus, you know, the more methodology, method, oh, I'm not even going to try to say that word at this at this point. Um, but, you know, the more logical, rational type uh, process. So, I mean... There are hopefully some clear reasons why this approach has its problems, but if you tend to find yourself in this position or this situation, um, it might benefit you to hang out with someone like me from time to time. Uh, having a person in your life who often analyzes these big things to death could actually be what you need to maintain a better view of your options and possibilities and the potential consequences and upsides of your rushed decisions you know you don't don't let us set you back though but you know let us let us contribute um there's a lot of lot to be said for balance within this this whole process and really if you have somebody else in a conversation or in a friendship or relationship um who's able to do that and be that the yin to your yang um oh god yin to your yang yeah i said that right i did say that right um is a good thing. Balance is a big and important part of this whole process. All right, guys, so um, just to recap some of the stuff I said um, in this episode so far about making decisions, um, don't worry about choosing wrong. Um, a lot of times, choosing wrong isn't the problem. It's just making and choosing the better decision of the two. Um, even though the, the decisions you're making are extremely complicated and there's a big root of fear in them um, and you're kind of stifled over big decisions and small decisions and future decisions and all that stuff. Um, the ways to approach these decisions can vary, but sometimes stopping yourself from thinking about it or following your first intuitive choice or asking someone else about it and getting their perspective or just putting yourself in a comfortable or productive place mentally and, and just, you know, physically, um, can all really help make better decisions. And when you're trying to deal with fear, you know, always remember fear fear isn't real and it will always lead to more anxiety and more stress and more worry 
um, that have real mental and physical effects on you. Um, and it all, the decisions come and go, um, and fear will come and go <laughs> constantly. Um, but how we deal with it and how we um, either ignore it or just, you know, think about it makes a huge difference in making better decisions um, or really just making decisions at all. Ah, dang it. I dropped my... F this freaking bag of chips, I'm telling you guys. Ugh, why am I... Why do I even have these over here? There's like barely a row of chips in the crumbs at the bottom. I mean, literally, I should just be tossing it out at this point. Um, anyways, so hopefully something in here helped you in some way. Really, that's what a lot of these solo podcast episodes are, is just um, me trying to think through a lot of things personally, and as a subject I'm, you know, putting a lot of time and effort and thought into um, in my personal life that I figured would be worth um, sharing and talking about in an episode in a semi-casual, semi-scripted, note noted way. <laughs> so um, hopefully you enjoyed this and found something useful within it. Um, it, I mean, did you come to a conclusion about something? Did something I say help make you a choice? Help you make a choice? I mean, tell me about it. You know, if you're at all benefiting from anything I'm saying or anything that um, just happened in this, uh, what is it, 40 minute episode? Um, let me know. Tell me about it. Uh, send me a tweet at AJ Brugert on Twitter, um, or use the hashtag MSP with AJ. Um, I'm using that again. Um, <laughs> I think, I don't know. I don't know if it's useful or not, um, but the links to all my social media and stuff are in the show notes as well. So no matter where you're listening to this podcast, um, it's hosted on Anchor, but you know, Spotify, Google, Apple, CastBox, Breaker, um, Pocket Cast, which I personally use right now. Um, don't forget to toss this episode or this podcast into your downloads and streams rate wherever you can uh, and give the episode a quick share if you're feeling generous to your fellow indecisive friends. Um, everyone could always use a little bit of encouragement, and that's a lot of what I try to bring to the table uh, in these episodes. So uh, thanks again for checking in this week on My Strange Podcast. Uh, look forward to a new episode next Monday. I'm going to continue doing this, uh, this thing uh, every Monday. So yeah, stay strange. <laughs>